Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast, the show where we zoom in on the latest tech news, products, and trends. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And this is our special bonus episode capturing and talking about Apple's April 20th special event where they announced, I think, four or five new products today. Four new products, one new colored iPhone. Amazing. 12, so. so we're going to be diving into it. We've got AirTags, Apple TV 4K, iMacs, the new iPads, and that new iPhone in purple. Uh, before we get into this, Gabe, I wanted to compliment you on your sweater, or your turtleneck, excuse me. It's a nice black turtleneck. Nice black. Reminiscent I'm of Steve Jobs. rocking the New Balance shoes, the nice jeans. I'm, I am Steve Jobs. And how would Steve Jobs feel about stuff that was released today? I kind of think he would be a little disappointed with some of it, especially the M1 chip making its way over to the iPad. I think he wanted that clear distinction between the two lines. And I think the AirTags, eh, he'd probably like the AirTags. I feel like that would that would be up his alley. But well, let's, as you get older, you get more forgetful, yeah. so it's helpful to... Anyway, yeah, so let's get ahead into of it. it. Let's go uh, through the event. From beginning to end, just chronological order, kind of, or should yeah, we? I think so. Uh, what I wanted to do is start off. We'll pick we'll pick the topic, the new item, and then I think just dive into pros, cons. You know, what's new, what's different, and our thoughts. And let's just start right at the top with AirTags. So these are the new tile trackers from Apple. You get a year of battery life, and it is a replaceable battery. You can buy carry cases. It emits an audio sound and offers precision finding. I think it's using the U1 chip. Uh, for that spatial awareness and, and for finding, you can get it engraved. And it's starting at $29 for one or $99 for four. Gabe, what are your initial thoughts as you are the resident expert in your black turtleneck? Oh, I'm the expert now? It does, um, yeah, I promoted you. Okay, great. That is uh, wonderful. I think the one-year battery life, if that's actually true, you know, with testing and stuff, if that's not just like kind of the EPA advertised miles per gallon uh, stats, then that's really good because the biggest issue with tile trackers and other stuff was the short battery life, like three months or so, four months. Like basically, whenever you needed to find it, it was dead and you couldn't use it. You would forget about it and then lose your item and then be like, oh, wait, where'd it go? But you had forgotten about it, so the battery would be dead. Yeah. So I think this is really cool. And it is also, I mean, you got the new Samsung, uh, what are they called? I did the Samsung tile. Tile. Well, it's not called tag. Tile. Tag, yeah. Samsung tag. Samsung Galaxy, tag. Galaxy, Galaxy tag. And now the Galaxy Tag Plus is also out. But you just have the Galaxy Tag. Have you used it? Uh, well, it's in the drawer right now. So, are you using it to track the drawer? No, I'm not using it for anything. Okay, so I don't know how popular these are going to be. These are going to be so popular. You think so? Oh, 100%. This is one of those things that they kind of were a fringe product until Apple jumped yep, in, and 100%. now they're mainstream. Apple did the the user interface is gorgeous. I mean, they had this hilarious promotional video where this guy lost his keys he had his bike helmet on was ready to go oh man tapping his pockets looking for it and you know what do you know the sound just emits from the couch and he's just sucked literally into the sofa and goes on this adventure trying to find his keys but yeah the the app interface is super clean it literally just pops an arrow on your iphone like precision finding the the tag can emit a sound you can get them custom engraved you know, some for you, for your kids, or different items that you own. And the battery is user replaceable. So I think this is a big win. I think Apple is really going to sell sell these like hotcakes, especially this holiday season. 
at 30 bucks for one, I think that's a great value. I think, you know, grandparents, your friends, your kids, uh, it's just a added convenience and $30 I think is well affordable in the Apple world where people yeah, are paying. I mean, I'm, I'm actually just kind of thinking about how, how many AirPods they've sold, right? Right. And now you're introducing a, a even cheaper kind of Apple accessory that everyone can pretty much use. Oh, these are going to sell like crazy. And I do think they look good. I like the design. The $350 and uh, $450 Hermes editions, <laughs> I'm not so sold upon, but I'm sure there is some market for those because Apple released them. And yeah, the other thing I don't know if we mentioned is the user replaceable battery. That is really cool. And that's, yeah, that, that kind of surprised me. I honestly thought these would be like some proprietary Apple battery or weird charging thing or something, but user replaceable, mm, that's finally, yeah, that's really great. And the, in, I don't know if people know this, it uses ultra wideband technology basically, which is, there's so many new phrases for wireless communications, but basically what it is, is um, it's the frequency is super, it can target it using this one frequency. It's kind of like sidewalk a little bit. Uh, it's not used in Wi-Fi, not used in other stuff, just uses it to locate stuff in your room. Uh, it's going to be interesting also to see how well they work. Yeah, I think sure. that's I the mean, big, a lot of people haven't used stuff like this and it's different than like tiles would, weren't using ultra wideband. They were just using Bluetooth to communicate like via other phones that had the tile app and stuff to like roughly locate your device or trigger it to beep. So yeah, I, I actually probably will be picking at least one of these up. I think it'd just be to a, give it a try. It'd be a fun review. Like you get, you get the new tiles and I'll, excuse me, air tags. I'll hide them around the apartment and you have to try and find try them and find them and see how far away we can hide them and stuff. Yeah. That Absolutely. would be a really cool, like, uh, this is in the future kids. No more Easter egg hunts. It's Apple, uh, air tags hunts, air tags hunts. That's air tags. I think that product was a win. Let's now move on. These, these go on for, uh, on sale first, right? Actually, I think I'm pretty They're sure one I saw of the first April available. 23rd. They're wow. available for pre-order. That's so, very soon. So I think those are the first ones that you're going to be able to get your hands on. The next thing they announced was the kind of half announcement of uh, congratulations. We have a new color for the iPhone 12, which is purple or lavender. Is it? It's is it called lavender? It might be called lavender. It's a very lavenderish purple, but it definitely is purple. It's a interesting choice. I would have thought they'd go with more of a kind of magenta e purple or like more towards the forest green or blue, but it's. I, I, there's got to be some market out there. It's a new color. And yeah. You know what You know what they just did? They just got another wave of press around iPhone 12, like six months after its launch. Yeah. On their site, they even have like new iPhone 12 and it's just the color. It's just the color that's new. So I think people are going to like it. I, I call that. It's not exciting for me. So I think we I should mean, move on. Can you, can you imagine someone not like not wanting to upgrade to the iPhone 12 and then be like, Oh, but in purple. Sign me up. Right. Six they were months just later. Waiting for that purple phone. Uh no. No. no All right. Well, that. the next real product that they announced was something that was kind of exciting for me. The new Apple uh TV, which is four K. Technically the Apple TV four K is what they call it. Which yeah, and now it's just the twenty twenty one version because yeah. that was the same name as the previous generation. Yeah. So naming is not great. And we didn't see a huge focus on gaming, which is something I'd see uh, I thought we'd see, but this does have the A12 processor, which we looked up is the one from the iPhone XS. So a couple years old. It has a new Siri remote, of course, 4K and HDR support, and it starts at $179. Uh, 
for the 32 gigabyte model and 199 for the 64 gigabyte model. Setson, do you think you're going to be getting this? I'm a little bit tempted. And the reason I'm tempted, two key reasons. Okay. So the one thing I love about Apple TV is it has native frame rate output. So it will actually take the frame rate that the content was shot in, whether it's a 30 frame per second YouTube video or a 24 frame per second film and output that over HDMI to the TV. This is unique because other streaming devices like the Google Chromecast, or I think they're calling it the new Google TV with Chromecast, that yeah. will only output basically at 60 frames per second or 30 frames per second. I think it's actually 60, and it's up to the TV to kind of interpret that uh, signal and try and make it back to 24 frames per second. Anyways, it's just creating frames. Well, um, you're also talking about, because if the content is shot at 24, then the Google TV's outputting 24 frames at 60, and then it's probably getting reinterpreted by the TV again. So there's like there's several layers of... Yeah, it's, it's not a yeah. good system. So I love Apple TV. Like You will just get straight up 24 frames per second on the TV, and that is beautiful. Second reason I'm intrigued by this product is it offers color calibration. So you can actually take your iPhone, and Apple knows the color signs behind the cameras of the iPhone, and the Apple TV will display an image on your TV screen. You hold your iPhone with the front-facing camera up to that uh, color, and the TV will use that data to color calibrate its output to sort of bring the, the films and cinematic experience to life in a new way with hopefully more balanced and more accurate colors as the filmmakers graded the footage to look like. So I'm intrigued by that. The only issue is the Apple TV is doing the color changes. And so it's actually sort of altering the output colors from the device itself uh, to be then displayed properly by the TV. So it's kind of weird and it's introducing more processing, but I'm hoping it, it, it looks good. Uh, but yeah, I wonder if you could get like a loop of the TV trying to adjust it and then the Apple TV adjusting it to make it look right and then the TV adjusting to make the picture look right as it thinks like it. The, like two smart algorithms are both like Just fighting, fighting each other. other. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's totally possible. Um, but yeah, those those are the real reasons. And honestly, just the 24 frames per second output is the number one reason I would consider picking this up. It's kind of expensive though. What is this selling for, Gabe? Uh, well, I already said, yeah, $179, $199, basically $180, $200. I'm pretty sure the same prices that the previous version started at. I'm not 100 It's expensive. Positive. When you can get a Google TV with Chromecast for $49. But Apple TVs have always been expensive and people have always bought them anyways because uh, they just offer such a seamless experience between the iPhone devices, you know, Apple devices. Yeah, and it's true. It's true. Apple stuff. I, I Though that. Apple has, you know, slowly rolled out more stuff such as, you know, Apple TV Plus that's now available everywhere. You can now cast or mirror stuff to a lot of other devices that aren't Apple. So it's becoming less of a, like, if, you, if you're in the Apple camp, you need to get an Apple TV. But I still think it's very cool. And I'm waiting to see what we get as far as gaming because I feel like they should be bringing some actual real games to this now that it has the a12 bionic uh which was also in the, the ipads from 2019 you know i'm thinking maybe wwdc we'll see some big announcements about like new games and stuff right sure i could easily see that and now that they're working to get the controllers from the xbox and playstation to work natively with yeah. apple tv i think that could be huge now here the big question for me all right this also does have wi-fi 6 i'm seeing which is an improvement 
The big thing for me is what do you think of that new remote? Oh, I was just going to ask you that. Okay. Um, okay, hot takes. It doesn't look good off the bat. It's inverted colors, okay? So what you're looking at with this remote is previously old Apple TV, like black top, and then I think the behind, like the, the back of the it back was, was kind of silver. It was silver. It was, yeah, it was a metal. And this one is just straight up raw aluminum with black buttons. I initially didn't like it. I'm sure I could get used to it. Yeah, it's starting to grow on me a little bit, but is it I don't, better? Is it different? I don't think it's better. They it kind of it kind of goes back to I think it's maybe the third generation or the second generation Apple TV that was a silver remote. I remember, um, but this is definitely the result of people like uh, older people. Let's just say I won't call it specific older people, but certain older people who can't. Uh, use the touchpad on the current Apple TV remote. and Yeah, they swapped out the touchpad for yeah. basically the old iPod. iPod scroll wheel from yeah. the iPod I mean, uh, Nano. I think they needed to do it just because it was so hard for some people to use, but I thought the touchpad was I nice. love the touchpad. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, can I get the old remote? I, I definitely think, I, I like that they made it bigger. It's bigger. Possibly. I, do I don't like know, though. I kind of like that you could just do it all one finger really easily. Um, the, the big thing that I think is a great improvement is now it does control your TV as well. They, I think they added an IR blaster in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that is great because everyone knows the struggles of having 20 different remotes and you can never find the remote that you need. And otherwise, yeah, it's, you know, it'll probably grow on all of us. We'll like it. And by the time they release the next one, we'll be like, how could you switch from this one? Uh, right, but that right. won't be for like uh, four years from now. So we have plenty of time. All right. Well, what was up next? We got two products out of the way. Now let's get to the, this is, Probably the biggest stuff that they announced. Biggest stuff. I think we should start with IMAX. The, well, because it was the, literally the biggest thing. It was the physically 24 inches. Thing. You're right. Yep. 23 and a half, actually, from right. the specs. Okay. Kind of bending that marketing. Let's just call it 24. Uh, but yeah, Gabe, you want to you wanna take this away? Highlight some of the new features here? So the big thing, of course, with the new IMAX is the M1 chip. Granted, they did redesign the whole iMac, but the M1 chip is really the big thing with all of Apple's computers that are coming out this year. It's the new ARM processing chip that's built and designed. Well, it's built by Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, but it's designed by Apple. And it's super fast. Apps run natively. And, you know, battery life is incredible. You just picked up the new MacBook Air, right? I did, the M1 MacBook yeah. Air. And it's awesome, right? It is awesome. I let my friend Grayson use it. And he yeah. said it's like crushing through his Adobe edits, his Photoshop edits, uh, I mean, the air doesn't have the fan, so he was describing it would literally thermal throttle after like 20 to 30 minutes and start being slower. But for that initial like 20 minutes, it's butter. It is flying through all of the creative programs uh, that creators are using. Yeah. So, I mean, M1 chips have been a flying success, and they finally did bring them to the uh, desktop iMac. computers. Yeah. yeah. But the big thing is it's not... A lot of people were thinking they'd put in the M1X, this isn't an M1X. It's the same M1 chip, but uh, you are getting, you know, with the $1299, that's the starting price, $1,300 for the entry-level iMac. Uh, you're getting the 8-core CPU and 7-core GPU. And then with the $1,500 iMac, you're getting 8 cores on both the CPU and GPU. So that's I think that's similar to the MacBook Pros, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But anyways, yeah, so $1,300 and $1,500 for the iMacs. Uh, the other big thing, Stetson, obviously, other than the M1 chip, is the redesign. What did we get on that front? Yeah, so Apple basically took the bulbing out iMac design and took huge inspiration from their iPads and their iPhones. So it's a new design. It's basically a rectangle 
11.5 millimeters thin, and we have all new colors. So these are coming in in anodized aluminum. I'm seeing a pastel green, a yellow, an orange, a red, a purple, a blue, and a silver. Uh, there's no option for a space gray or darker one here, but all very nice pastel colors, super thin. The foot of the iMac, which is the stand that it comes with, is shaped very much like the Pro Display XDR, kind of floats the iMac in front of you. Uh, unfortunately, you can only adjust the tilt of the screen, which has been common. Um, but yeah, I mean, the new design is looking really clean, but there's one glaring thing I absolutely hate about okay. it. And it's Apple went with a white colored bezel around the display. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it is growing on me like any design change. Nope, but, nope, take it back. But nope. I mean, this is such a huge change from all of their computers have a black bezel. I think the last one I can remember having a white bezel was maybe, a, what did the MacBook that they released? I think released? the white plastic MacBook. No, I'm the, thinking the super thin MacBook. Nope, that no, never, that, yeah. everything was black. It was a long time ago. It was literally yeah. when the computer was black. Or yeah, excuse me, plastic. the computer was, was white, plastic. white plastic. Yeah, so this, I don't know why they did it. I think it's trying to go with this like spring colors and stuff. And I'm guessing because down the road, maybe in the fall or something, or next year, they're going to release an iMac Pro or something similar that looks more professional and less kind of like, these look very like happy, consumer-y, right? Stuff like that. And I think the Pro will have more maybe darker, subdued colors and look more professional. I completely agree with you on that, Gabe. Yeah. 100%. Uh, some interesting things here is the reason Apple is able to do this dramatic redesign, M1 chip takes way less cooling, so they really just built the computer in the bottom part of the iMac where this sort of huge, colorful chin is. And I think the rest of the panel is literally just passive cooling for the 4.5K Retina display that they're using. Um, the other things I want to mention, some... Negatives in my mind, the headphone jack is now moved to the side. This makes it easier to access, but in my opinion, much uglier. I have one audio cable that I just leave plugged in all the time, and I would much rather have that hidden than just constantly stick sticking out of the side. And they got rid of pretty much all the ports. So the Ethernet port was moved to the power adapter. Gabe, it sounded like you actually liked that decision. Yeah, because it's actually really cool what they did. They have this new thick cable that comes up, connects to the back. And you can pass through the Ethernet connection uh, all the way through that cable. And so you only need one cable going from the ground to your desk and not like, you know, all right, here's the Ethernet, here's the power cable, here's the whatever else I'm running, right? It, I don't I just personally am a fan of that. It streamlines it and it's some thoughtful design. But yeah. I, could, I could see why people might the not con like it too. is you actually now have a power brick. Like my iMac doesn't yeah. have a power brick. It's that just true. one cable. The other huge thing for me, no SD card reader. That is gone. See, you're living in the past. I haven't had an SD card reader for uh, like over three years now with my MacBook Pro. So I don't, I, it's not a big deal for me. Everyone's going away from physical SD card readers in computers. You just get a little brick or whatever external in out thing, plug one USB C in, and then you can literally power like 10 ports. So I 100% I agree with that move. Makes smaller computer. Better overall Are you design. kidding me, Gabe? It's a freaking desktop computer. You don't need to make it smaller. That should have been built in. There is. They could have easily put an SD card reader. They could have put it on the side, right next to that headphone jack. It would no, have been you don't, beautiful. You don't need an SD card reader. Buy, I, one, buy one from Anchor. Buy one from another company. It's a way you're better just design. Adding, oh, my gosh. I, I disagree. Uh, the other downer for me is no high refresh rate display. You know, We're seeing gaming monitors, 120 hertz, 144 hertz. 
iMac still stuck at 60. So yeah, this, this is, I'll agree with you here. This is the interesting thing is they made, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. They made a big deal about the new XDR display thing that they put into the iPad Pro. But meanwhile, the M1 Mac is actually still using a Retina display 4.5K, which is you know great resolution, but it's the P3 wide color gamut. No HDR or anything on that. So it's very interesting choice, and I still think that this supports our idea that they're going to have a you know iP- iMac Pro down the road, which yeah, will have you nailed that full HDR and everything. You nailed that. Yeah. And uh, one more big negative for me is no more usable swappable memory. So all I'd- right, all right. So enough negatives. It does have a 1080p FaceTime HD camera. This is huge because we actually finally got full HD on a FaceTime camera, which we should have had long ago. But you know, I think because of the fact that uh, the you know computer like MacBook Pro, their displays are so thin compared to an iPhone even. It's hard to fit a bigger camera in there, I guess. With this, obviously, the desktop computer, not as thin of a display. Plenty of room to put that full 1080p. Honestly, kind of surprised that we didn't get a 4K. Like, why don't you just take the camera from the iPhone and chuck it in there? Or um, what about or Face ID? Yeah. No, uh, I guess you are always sitting You're in always front of... sitting in front of a desktop well, kind computer. Of speak, speaking of which, they did roll out some new accessories for their iMacs. We had new keyboards and new mice and magic trackpads. I really thought the new keyboards are cool. So you got one that does have the touch ID on it, but they also added some specific buttons like a lock button. You have now a dedicated emoji button, a spotlight button, a dictation button, and a do not disturb button on the F F like four through six keys. So uh, some nice changes I thought, and kind of adjusting to what people are using on their computers. Now, the big thing I I'm so glad we didn't see is that I thought for sure they might try to roll out like a touch ID bar on their new magic trackpads or something. Thank God. It seems like they're killing that and putting that in the past. Yeah. I think that's just going to be cumbersome to use, but yeah, as you mentioned, the fingerprint unlock is huge. Keyboards are anodized aluminum to color match the IMAX. They look pretty. I would actually consider picking up the one with touch ID just to use with my computer. I think that's a huge benefit. Doesn't it only work with the new IMAX possibly or no? I'm not sure about that. I have to check that out. I don't see why it wouldn't because... Because they want you to buy the new iMac. I mean, maybe unless you need like the T2 chip, which I don't think mine has, I don't see why it couldn't possibly be compatible. Yeah. Either way, uh, camera improvements, you mentioned 1080p. Uh, This camera is doing auto white balance, auto exposure, face detection, image fusion, noise reduction, highlight details, and local tone mapping. So you'll look great on your Zoom calls. And we got some audio improvements. Apple is claiming, quote, studio quality uh, audio with a three mic array and beamforming technology. Take that for what you will. And you also have a really nice looking six speaker system that does support Apple's spatial audio when playing audio with Dolby Atmos. I've actually been really happy with these speakers in my iMac. I'm imagining these are going to sound great. I know a lot of people like to get bookshelf speakers uh, as a dedicated solution. Uh, But overall, I'm pretty happy. And Gabe, I guess my final questions here, like, do you think the 256 gig SSD... I thought it was going to be which color. Oh, well, I think they're all bad. Actually, yeah. Since that is a hallmark feature of this computer, I think we should talk about it. Which color would you get? Easily the silver. Silver, yeah. Yeah. I know. We're both boring, I think. It's the best looking one. Silver is a color... No, I'll say I do like some of the other ones, but... Which one? I, I... I like the, let me hold on, let me get back to the photos of them. I personally, if I have to, if I had to choose which one actually looks the best, 
I kind of like the blue. I kind of like the green. The greenish blue is a nice color, but I don't know. I don't t I don't make big bold choices on you know my fashion and uh, stuff like that. As far as like you know, I'm I'm like all right, just keep with the calm kind of more basic colors. Don't you know? I'm not the person out there dyeing their hair purple and stuff. Silver, so. silver, hundred percent. Yeah. They also got rid of the Apple logo on the front bezel. That's kind of a wait. I have a question actually. The twelve ninety nine iMac does that only come in four colors? Thirteen hundred. I think it does. Yeah, I think you're right. Thirteen hundred dollars entry level iMac, which only also has two ports on it and comes with only a Magic Keyboard. That only uh, has four color options. Then with the fifteen hundred dollar, which is the more uh, upgraded iMac, you get four ports and you get the Magic Keyboard with Touch ID. So my question for you, do you yeah. think 256 gigs of storage is enough on these iMacs as a entry storage yeah. option? Yeah, I think that's an entry that, you know, Apple's going to just force you to spend a bunch of money to upgrade it pretty much. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Um, are these worth it? Honestly, hot take, hot take. You, these are worth it for the display. I think the four and a half K display is going to be beautiful. Hot take. You should actually get the M1 Mac mini and pair it with an external monitor. Well, that's what I was thinking, because I have right now, I'm using a MacBook Pro, and I have an external monitor. I don't really use my, like, dual monitor setup for a dual monitor setup, which I, you know, because I don't want to look down. So I mainly just use, all right, there's my main display. So for me, it would probably make sense to just get a Mac Mini. You're totally right. 100%. Like, the only possible appeal to these computers, I think, is the display. But I think, yeah, it's just not worth it. Like, the the performance like, all right, will so be how much the same. You, so the I, hold on, keep talking. I'll look up the the performance price is the same. Okay, it's yeah. the same exact M1 chip from across all Apple laptops. I mean, you could even get the MacBook Pro that has the fan and sustained performance, and get identical performance as an iMac for similar price. Get an external monitor, and then you're possibly rocking a dual system, dual screen setup. And you also have Touch ID built into the laptop. It's portable. You can take it with you. I don't yeah. know. I, I really think for me, getting the Mac Mini is easily the better purchase decision here as this gives you flexibility to upgrade in the future. The one the one possible perk that I just thought of, if you want to okay. use a dual screen setup, okay? Because the iMac... Yeah, actually, yeah, the, the Mac Mini doesn't support dual screens, right? That's correct. The M1 does not support dual display output but it can power the native display along with second, one yeah. secondary display. That is interesting. I, I hadn't thought about that, but you make a good point there. Just for a price comparison for people. So uh, it's hard to actually compare it accurately because they don't have um, they don't have the starting. The Mac Mini starts at, for the upgraded one, it starts at 512 gigabytes for Whoa. storage. And that's $900. That's the 8-core, eight 8-core. Eight uh, for the uh, new M1 iMac, the eight core, eight core only has 256 gigabytes of storage and that's $1,500. So you're talking about basically paying $600 for a 4.5K display, which is, for, that's actually that's, that's about what you would pay for yeah. most and maybe actually a little bit of a deal. And that's not counting in the fact that you also get the new Magic Keyboard with Touch ID. All right. You know, so, maybe, maybe I'm mistaken here. I was super sold like, I don't know, five seconds prior to this. But now that you're bringing up these side-by-side -side prices, like... Yeah. With that display built in and the possibility of an extra monitor, maybe it's not a bad deal. But if you want a bigger monitor for the time being or something, I think definitely the way to go, unless you need two monitors, like Setson was saying, is to go with the Mac Mini. Yeah, no, I, I do agree with that. Mac Mini, because 24 inches is small. I'm using 27, you're using 27. Yeah. 
That's, well, it's not small. It's just not. It's not as big as some people like. That's small, and it's, it's not as big okay. as small. All right, I'm kidding. Well, anyways, that's it. Uh, the pre-orders for that is starting on April 30th, like a lot of stuff, and they're saying available the second half of May. So not really giving us an exact date, but yeah, I'd expect it. You know, overall pretty on par on target with this. Thoughts on iMac? Was it a win? Was it a loss? I'm a little disappointed because they didn't introduce a new chip personally. Okay, disappointed new chip. What? All right, so I'm not really particularly excited about this iMac. What I'm excited about is what this iMac means for the 27-inch iMac. It means the 27-inch iMac, Gabe, as you've said, I think two or three times now, is going to get yeah. that dark, beautiful, matte black, well, space gray finish. Well, you think they'll, they'll hold that just to the 27-inch? 100%. Okay. Unless they do like an iMac Pro. No, I think 100%. 27-inch is just going to get that. And I think it's going to get the new processor as well. So this computer is going to be great for some people. It has me even more excited about the 27-inch iMac. Yeah, I, I think this is a great computer for, you know, families, some, put in a general area, uh, you know, just people who want a desktop computer. But I think wait for the iMac Pro if you're really, like, a heavy Apple user. So, anyways, let's move on to the final thing, the iPad Pro. iPad! Or should I say maybe it's the MacBook Air the Touch? Mac, Mac, Mac Touch? The MacBook Air Touch? Gabe, why do you say it's a Mac? book air touch well, because uh tim cook broke into the mac part <gasps> of apple's headquarters no, and he did the m1 chip out and went and put it in the ipad pro that's how easy it is basically that's all oh, their engineers did dang yeah, yeah. I, I remember talking it's a very about funny this. video they had by the way if you don't get the reference <laughs> yeah. that they showed of tim cook well in disguise tim cook breaking in uh mission impossible style stealing the m1 chip from the mac laboratory and putting it in the new ipad pro it's uh it's definitely a move, you know. I think you did call this before we were talking about it. Yeah, so I was actually advanced. reading a newsletter by Sasha Siegen, the lead mobile analyst at PC Mag, and he had suggested in the newsletter that Apple could put the M1 in the iPad, and I thought about it, and it's like, that makes a whole lot of sense. The MacBook Air doesn't have a fan. It has the M1. The iPad Pro doesn't have a fan, and the M1 is already Apple Silicon, so they could literally just put it in an iPad. Uh, and they did that, and now the iPad is even more like a Mac than ever before, but it's also still running iPad Still OS. running iPad OS. Yeah. Uh, starts at $799, or just let's say $800 for the 11-inch model, and it's $1,100 for the 13-inch or 12.9-inch model. Uh, are you going to be picking these up? They do have 5G, which is a big thing you've been looking for in the iPad lineup. I love the 5G support. This tablet supports probably the most bands of 5G than any other tablet on the market. Am I picking one up? That is a hard no for me. iPad OS. Wow. Yeah, I've been complaining about it all morning. <laughs> Sorry to Gabe, who's been listening to me and buried with that. But yeah, iPad OS for me just kills the experience. I would over and over rather get a Mac laptop than an iPad. Uh, but this actually got some really cool improvements, not only in the processor, but in the display. Yeah, I'd say the big. Like, there's a graphic I'm looking at right now of all the improvements. The big improvement is just the display. That's all we really need to talk about with this. You know, they put the M1 chip in there, and it now got a display, which really makes it better than all of uh, Apple's laptops. 100%. Yeah, so it's the Liquid Retina XDR display. This is using mini LEDs, uh, which means it has 10,000 mini LEDs backlighting the panel with 2,500 local dimming zones to create a panel that has a thousand nits of average brightness and 1600 nits of peak brightness 
when displaying HDR content. Of course, it's True Tone and it supports 120 hertz with Apple's ProMotion. So I thought this was beautiful um, and hopefully it means that it's coming to the MacBook Pro lineup sometime soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, Gabe, what did you think when we saw this announced? I It just felt like a lot of specs they were throwing at me and... I don't know. I, I wasn't very sold on it. I kind of, my eyes glazed over when they were talking about this whole iPad thing. I think mainly because, like you've said multiple times in the past, you don't really know how people use it. They show all these great things of, you know, uh, Adobe people talking about how they can design, you know, using Procreate, scanning stuff in, editing videos on it. And I still think the predominant use of iPads, even the iPad Pro, is web browsing, email, and Netflix, YouTube. I can confirm that is exactly what I do with my iPad right? Pro it's, and nothing it, more. It's like, why did they, they give all this aspirational stuff and great things that people use it for. But then in the end, people are, it's just an overpriced iPad. Yeah. And it's running iPad OS. Like if they were to put Mac OS on this thing, I think it could be totally different. And now that it freaking has the M1 chip, they could. I wonder if we're going to get someone like hacking it and, uh, or jailbreaking it and being able to run Mac OS. That's a great question. I don't think so. No, okay, my question. Okay, all right. Who well, is question for who question. is using a liquid retina XDR display on an iPad? Like, who is that for? Is it for video editors trying to like pro grade color correct their footage? Is it for photo editors? Like, who needs this on an well, iPad? It's not. It's not as good as the XDR display, right? It, does XDR have some standard that it has to live up to? Because I know retina, right, is supposed to be higher than the amount of pixels per inch that the human eye can see does xdr have some definition i think or? it's just abbreviation for extreme dynamic range yeah with so brightness. so there must be some certain amount of nits or some contrast ratio that they're hitting that that makes the display uh xdr i'm guessing right i th that would be my guess okay. that's my understanding right now well yeah so that's that is basically the big thing that they brought to the new ipad the exciting thing for both of us is that we were talking about uh this means that we are likely getting this display coming to MacBooks. That's where uh, it's actually useful. Pro. People yeah. are going to use that. No one's editing or color grading on their iPad. Although with Sidecar, you could technically connect it. And, and edit on a smaller display. And Yeah, that's right. You edit on the smaller display. <laughs> Great. That is wonderful. I totally want to do that. Now, I, I, I'm personally, this iPad is a little bit of a, I don't know what they're doing here. It's weird. I feel like they... Should have just made it an iPad or should have actually gone and said, all right, we're making a touchscreen Mac. But what they've ended up with is this kind of weird in-between. Either way, it's uh, also pre-order pre on April 30th and I think shipping sometime in May as well. Yeah, that that was pretty much it, though. I mean, it was a well, jam-packed event, actually. There's some more stuff with the iPad, Gabe. You're like trying to wrap it up. But we I got... Okay. We got Sell a me new, on there being more things. I personally didn't think that was ultra wide angle front facing camera that is center well, stage. No one uses cameras. That's gonna. It's great for FaceTiming. It'll track you around if you get. Okay, a, that was an interesting feature. Yeah. Right. I'll, okay. I'll All right, and then you have cameras on the back, which no, no are one uses that. Okay, right. it now supports smart HDR three because the M1 chip can great. do better processing. Nothing makes me I happier guess. than when I'm on a trip or like at a concert and someone holds okay, up this has massive got you. iPad in the front of me to take a photo. Yes, thank you, kind but, sir. But with the XDR display, I can now watch it on their XDR It'll display. It'll look better than in real life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can now get a two terabyte configuration, which, Gabe, are you able to pull the price up on this? I believe if you were to max out the 
12.9 inch iPad Pro with two terabytes. Yeah. I think it comes out to $2,400. Gabe's going through it right now. Terabytes Wi-Fi cellular. Uh, no oh my gosh. It is. 400 Oh, that is. That do is not steep. buy that. So for that same price, you could buy <laughs> how you many could, Max minis? Uh, uh, they start at. That's at least two, two yeah. and a half, maybe I even like four. The entry level is seven hundred dollars. You could buy three and a half or three Mac Minis and a display. That's unreal. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think the iPad's worth it. Also, all of the cool display stuff we talked about—that Liquid Retina XDR display—only on the twelve point nine inch, not really? on the eleven. Yeah, it's not on the eleven. No, you're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. I'm so not in kidding this you. Advertisement graphic. They. Wow. That's correct. That's correct. Um, I I don't yeah, know. Look, look, look. Go back to that. It says 12.9 right at the top. I know. I know. This is crazy. So the new, is there any, did they even talk about like upgrades to the display of the 11 inch or no? Uh, well, it's got 600 nits of brightness. It's True Tone. It's ProMotion, which I'm pretty sure the same it's always been. So Wow. Yeah. That is, you're, you're totally right though. On the page, it says liquid retina display versus liquid retina HDR display. XDR display. XDR, sorry. It's all I good. Bet. All good. Yeah, um, that is crazy. I can't believe that. And I think that's really false advertising on Apple's part. I know they do say it, but if you're it seeing was a iPad, misleading, I mean, look, I just thought I w- I'd gone through notes of this and everything and looked it over. And I personally was just thinking that it was in both of them. But you're totally right that they only said 12.9 inch over and over again. Um, yeah, very, very weird that they did that. I'm guessing, what, they can't scale it down enough? Or they don't yeah, think... Yeah, probably needs, I don't know. it's easier to manufacture on the bigger display. It shows more that this is just a MacBook Pro or MacBook Air with a touchscreen. It really is. It because really is. Because the 12.9-inch is the 13-inch uh, computer size. So, And yeah. if you wanted a keyboard and trackpad, there's now a new Magic Keyboard that comes in white. Gabe, what do you think of that? Is that your That's your selling point. That's why you get this, right? Uh, yeah, I get it for the color of the device, not the device itself. As with all Apple products right. announced today. Uh, well, that is it. I mean, overall, what was your takeaway from this event? Okay, for me, yep. AirTags, big win. Apple TV 4K is a, like a nice upgrade. Okay, yeah, I was, I, was an, I was hoping it would be better on processor and more focus on gaming, personally. I think iMacs, I was, my expectations were too high from the render side scene. And just seeing them in person, I think they're ugly, man. And like I talked about the negatives, the no SD card reader, the headphone jack placement. For me, those are uh, those are taking the L. Have me excited with what's to come. And the iPad Pro is like a killer device, just handicapped see, by iPad OS. See, for me, the um, the iMacs are above the iPad Pro. Like if I had to rank them, I would probably go. Actually, I'd probably go AirTags, iMacs. Apple TV 4K and then uh, the sure. iPad Pro. Yeah, I mean it's exciting. IMAX. First. Actually, no, sorry. What am I thinking? The purple iPhone number one, <laughs> then everything else. <laughs> I mean, yeah, IMAX first desktop getting the Apple Silicon. Yeah, D brand I think already has a purple. Oh my gosh. Purple coat that you can now put on your phone and make it look like you got the purple one. No, I was. Cool. They already have that, but I was thinking they're probably delighted with the white bezel because now they can just make money selling on the front. Yeah. Oh, black. Oh black yeah, sticker to go. Oh, exactly. I, I just threw what it was my mouth thinking? a little bit. Okay, I, before we get out of here, right. I just wanted to end. Think of the iPhone evolution. When you had color iPhones, they started out with white bezel and then the colored back. Okay, and then you know what happened? They transitioned around the iPhone eight when they announced the product red to the color on the back and a black bezel. Yeah, but think what uh, iPod touches did. 
Oh God, were they still white? Well, they discontinued the iPod Touch, so that no, they're still they discontinued. They discontinued them. It's wow. not in the top nav bar. iPod Touch. You might be able to still buy it, but like, let's see. Yeah, you can still buy it, and look at that white bezels, oh, it's baby. So ugly. We're bringing them back. They're so chunky. Yeah. So welcome back. I mean, they did design it based off of the old school, you know, colored iMac. So I get why they pulled that design. Um, not the biggest fan of it, but I think it will grow on everyone. And I, yeah, it, it's all right. I'm not, I'm not completely torn by or thrown off. I don't know what I'm going to say by that. Yeah. I, well, I can't speak. So maybe it's throwing me off a it little is, bit. It's thrown you off. It's not yeah. what you expected, but yeah, overall it was a good event. We had Apple products. I might that, spend that's some money. That's a good money. day in, in Stetson's book. It's a good New day Apple in my products book. announced. That's a good day, no it's matter a good day. what. Are you could literally announce anything, and he'd probably be pre-ordering at least one of them. Uh, no no AirPods, and there was one other thing we didn't get to. No today. iPad mini. That was a big thing oh, you were looking for. I know. That that left me a little sad inside. Yeah, I mean, the iPad mini has been the you know ugly stepchild for a long time, yep. and yep. I maybe we'll see one in the fall, right? Kind of like half-mentioned as they update the iPad Air New and iPad. iPad mini, guys. No, they and on to this. It'll probably be more like they just they don't actually don't even talk about it, or they'll be or be like they'll say available you know starting this this Friday for the iPads and then the graphic will also have iPad Mini also available <laughs> in the right corner or whatever. Like, wait 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 is that is that also new? And moving on. Yeah. Um. Okay, Gabe. Let's end the show. Are you getting anything from this list? And what the AirTags most likely to get just because of the price. Um. Maybe the Apple TV 4K, but I really I think I'm gonna wait to see what they do as far as gaming and WWDC and the next gen of the Apple TV OS. And then iMac, uh, as we said, probably I'd end up going with Mac mini. So yeah, overall, yes, maybe, but not a lot of money getting dropped today. Thank God. Sure. Sure. I would maybe get an air tag, uh, maybe an Apple TV, but really, I think we got to get the Hermes ones. <laughs> yeah. $350. Nice. That's what I want to spend my money on Gabe. $450 luggage tag that you're putting on your luggage. <laughs> It probably costs more. Well, anyone who's buying that probably has very expensive luggage, but that's arguably getting up there and the, you know, it could be more than the luggage that you're putting it on. hundred percent, especially for clothes and stuff. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's wrap it up. If you enjoyed the show, rate us on Apple podcasts, which oh, yeah. we, forgot we forgot to talk to, about. How did we not talk? Oh, We're a podcast God. and we didn't mention the new podcast plus. Is that what they're calling it? I, you know, the truth is when we were watching the keynote, I was messing around with it, pausing it and playing it. So I missed all of the announcements with Apple Podcasts. What we know, there is a new subscription service. You can pay creators. Gabe, why don't you take it from here with what's new with Apple Podcasts? Yeah, so basically you are able to subscribe to the creators and kind of like, I guess they're doing a bit of a Patreon thing or what other company has done this? I'm trying to think with, well, I guess it's like YouTube plus a little bit, maybe YouTube premium. Um, They're having some initial partners, uh, NPR, Pushkin Industries, Q Code, and you basically the uh, the content creators will have to pay Apple. They're saying nineteen ninety nine per year in order to offer subscriptions. Apple will take thirty percent of the revenue for the first year and fifty percent for the years following. So that's, that's an 15, one 15, five. Sorry for the years following. That's an interesting, uh, you know, kind of setup. Uh, basically, uh, the yeah, it's I, I I think we could see people using it, but it's more of this kind of push now between um, you know, Spotify. Amazon and Apple to kind of grab hold and actually Google too to grab hold of the podcasting space and stuff. Uh, yeah, it says these channels will feature un- uh, artwork 
titles and descriptions unique to Apple Podcasts, and some might promote free content while others are paid. So, yeah. Other new features, though, they have added, though, is a smart play button that'll allow listeners to automatically start episodes from the newest episodes uh, and serialized shows from the beginning of the series. So that's really cool. Have you oh, ever, that's like, great. You know, go into, like, listen, oh, here's a... Yeah, just, like, scroll down. Crime, crime Stories podcast or whatever, right? And it's like, you're listening to the end of it. I don't want to listen to the end of it. Start at the beginning. And it's like, yeah. And, but meanwhile, a news episode, you want to listen usually to the most recent one. So, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, kind of a minor update, but... Uh, you know, we, we expected that pretty much. Interesting they didn't save it for WWDC, though. I wonder if we'll see more or if we'll get an update on how many creators are using it and how the platform is evolving. Yeah. I still don't use Apple Podcasts because I don't find the app as intuitive and easy to navigate. This has me wondering if maybe it's worth giving a second Well, a lot try. of uh, 36% of our listeners use it, so we know that some people out there are going to care about this. It is the most popular one, but I also don't think it's the best. Maybe that'll change. Are we going to be monetizing our podcasts on Apple Podcasts? I probably not. That's a hard no. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, but you can support us uh, through other ways, such as following us on Spotify, liking us, you know, rating us on Apple Podcasts, following us on other platforms, uh, Pinch to Zoom Podcast on Instagram, Pinch to Zoom Pod on Twitter. I guess I'm doing the outro today. I'm Gabe. I'm Stetson. And we'll talk to you next time. Are we actually? No, I was joking. We're not actually. Well, you stopped it and started it like 10 times last time. I know. So it's hard to take you seriously sorry. now. I'm sorry. All right. But we are actually recording, so. Okay. That's a shocker. Are we? And cut. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs>